0: Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company.
1: This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. It's only Wednesday, but it's already been a big week for Ford Motor Company, President Joe Biden and the labor unions on Monday. Ford announced it was stopping construction on a controversial multi-billion dollar electric vehicle battery plant in Michigan, which received criticism from the right and local residents for planning to use Chinese licensed technology. And then on Tuesday, President Joe Biden did something historic for a sitting president. Joe Biden, Union Joe, as he likes to be known, walked the picket line with the United Auto Workers in Wayne, Michigan. President Biden using literally a presidential bullhorn to give his full-throated support of the UAW.
0: Experts say no sitting president has ever joined a strike before this moment.
1: So today, Politico's James Baikalis is breaking down the impact of Ford's announcement and Biden's visit to the United Auto Workers' strike negotiations, along with the complicated politics of electric vehicle manufacturing in America. It's Wednesday, September 27th.
0: Ford on Monday paused construction on a major $3.5 billion EV battery facility that was supposed to open in 2026. And the automaker was planning to use that facility to build next-gen what's called LFP batteries, which are cheaper and more durable than most of the batteries that are used today in EVs in the U.S., and they had planned to employ 2,500 workers at this facility. And they decided on a Monday to pause construction. And they didn't provide any specific reasons why, only saying that they will reevaluate and make a final investment decision when they're sure that the plant can operate profitably.
1: Okay, interesting. And you note that it's unclear why Ford decided to pause this plant. But what we do know is that the company has come under attack from Republican lawmakers and local residents for planning to use a licensed Chinese battery technology. What's been the political reaction from both Democrats and Republicans about this announcement?
0: Yes, so this question about the licensed Chinese battery technology has really been at the crux of a lot of the scrutiny of this proposed plant. Ford says that they need to rely on this licensed technology because Chinese companies are far ahead of the U.S. in terms of battery technology, and they want to be able to produce these next-gen advanced batteries on U.S. soil. The agreement is structured in a way that the Chinese company Cattle wouldn't receive any taxpayer subsidies and Ford would completely own and operate this plant. But that's really not satisfied a lot of Republican critics, particularly, who have started multiple congressional probes into the plant. And there's been a lawsuit by local residents. So really, this Chinese battery tech licensing agreement has caused a lot of issues for Ford with this plant.
1: Okay, got it. And now the other notable thing about this announcement is that it comes during the second week of the United Auto Workers strike. President Joe Biden was there Tuesday with the workers.
0: built the middle class. That's a fact. So let's
1: keep going. You
0: deserve what you've earned, and you've earned a hell of a lot more than you're getting paid now. Thank you very much.
1: I mean, where are we with the union negotiations, and how does the Ford News and Biden's visit complicate things?
0: Absolutely. So the timing of Ford's pause comes in the second week of this UAW strike, you know, a historic strike against all three Detroit automakers. And Ford citing in their statement that ensuring profitability of the plant is one of the reasons they did the pause could show that they, you know, are concerned about the impacts of the strike on their bottom line. You know, as the strike continues into its second week and President Joe Biden is out on the picket line showing his support, the UAW has said that they've made the most progress out of the three companies with Ford in terms of reaching a contract agreement. However, you know, from Ford's perspective, any contract agreement, even the ones that they've proposed, are likely to raise their labor costs significantly. And that could be a concern for them as they pursue this massive investment in the EV transition, including factories like this one in Michigan. So this planned facility in Michigan has really come at a time when Ford is facing a lot of political pressure over China. And then also the factor of the strike, you know, has just created a difficult environment for Ford to move forward with this facility.
1: You've touched on this a bit, but I want to take a little bit of a step back here Could you kind of paint a picture of how this announcement and Biden's visit really represent this kind of wider, messy politics of where electric vehicle manufacturing is in America right now?
0: Yes, absolutely. So Biden's visit kind of underscores the difficult dynamic for the administration with this strike and with EV manufacturing in general. The UAW has expressed a lot of concern about the EV transition and worries that their workers could get left behind as a result of the transition to electric. And the White House has been very cognizant of that and has responded by sending President Biden to the picket line. He's the first sitting president to visit a picket line in history. So the uh, pressure over this Michigan plant really exemplifies a lot of the difficulties around EV manufacturing Because you have concerns from Democrat-leaning groups, the unions specifically, about how that will affect their workforces. And you also have opposition from a lot of Republican critics who argue that these facilities are going to increase reliance on China, with this Ford plant being really the prime example of that.
1: Also, coastal lawmakers are pushing Congress to pass a short-term extension of the National Flood Insurance Program, outside of government funding legislation, in an attempt to avoid a housing market disruption if the government shuts down. Republican Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana is pressing for a three-month reauthorization and working with House Republican leadership, according to a spokesperson. There is bipartisan support for keeping the program at full operation, separate from government funding talks, but it's unclear when or if the House or Senate will act. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power dash switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Catherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Want to know what the man who hopes to be Britain's next prime minister thinks about the world? Join me, Anne McElvoy, to hear Labour leader Keir Starmer's views on China, Donald Trump, Joe Biden and why Barack Obama is his go-to source of advice. It's all in the first episode of Power Play. Unpacking it, I'll be joined by a transatlantic Politico duo, Rosa Prince, editor of London Playbook, and Mahal Tuzi, senior foreign affairs correspondent in Washington, D.C. So do join us as we try to make the Atlantic a little less wide for the inaugural episode of Power Play, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is working to responsibly meet rising energy demand across their U.S. operations like at their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com meetingdemand meeting demand.